everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cantina Hangouts, the Star Wars Mandalorian podcast show web thing. I don't know. It's all it's all so much content and, and there's a lot to talk about in regards to content and stuff. Uh, I might sound very cynical, but I'm actually very excited to talk about this stuff today because I'm joined by my co-host, Universa. Hey, how's it going? Good to uh, see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. It's weird that that you're still at the four seasons, but you yeah. know what? I just I want you to be yeah. happy and successful. Whatever whatever gets you there, my friend. You know, it's not too bad out here. It's just uh next to a funeral parlor. So, you know, <laughs> just see some caskets roll up every day. Yeah. Also here with us from Blue Bantha, Sean Fallon. My friend, how are you? I'm good. Um I am the only picture I could find on my computer was one of the uh, of the Vegas Strip in the sixties. So uh, that's my background. I, I think I'm going to keep it. It looks really cool. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot um, uh, lot, lot safer than Vegas right now. Yes. <laughs> that's Even it. with all the mob people, it's still safer than going during yeah, the pandemic. That's it. Go watch Sinatra. <laughs> get shot. Yeah, I'm all over it. I'll break your finger. Uh, get stabbed with a pen by joe pesci i think is that is that the right timeline i mean the right, yeah, yeah there wasn't enough there wasn't the exact number of blueberry muffins yeah yes exactly have you What's guys seen crime story this is totally related just because of the background thing no i haven't yeah i don't think i have okay it's michael mann's immediate television follow-up to uh <laughs> to miami vice Okay. Uh, and like no one has seen it because it's like really hard to track down. But it was on oh, Amazon for like a year. And yeah. it's got this incredible pilot. And eventually uh-huh. they go to to Vegas and the strip and stuff like that because cool. it takes place in that time period. And I just reminded I was reminded of that. And that's a really good show. Uh speaking of good shows, <laughs> I like this week's Mandalorian quite a bit. But before we get to that, uh Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself because you've been on the podcast before many, many moons ago, but not to talk Mandalorian. So what's uh, what's your thoughts uh, on that stuff? Actually, no. I, oh, I guessed no, it last that's year. That's right. That's right, but I had to miss it. Yes. So I guessed yes. it last year to do um, oh. chapter five, <laughs> which was the Tatooine one. And uh it was oh. an episode that was like terrible. It was the terrible one where it was all <laughs> just Belger and callbacks. And then right. this season has had like two sequels to that episode that have like made it make more sense right mm-hmm. we were we were just uh kind of shitting on that episode the whole time just riffing on it we were and i sort of like in the build-up to season two i was sort of like oh i don't need any more of that and then episode <laughs> one it's like you need to go back to tatooine like son of a bitch and, <laughs> but, but it worked it was really good I, I have a question at any point when you were visiting it did you get that that was supposed to be both because of the spurs as they were uh thinking? At the time, no, it was like I no only saw that on Twitter or whatever afterwards, and I was like, oh, Boba Fett, that's going to be disappointing. Again, wrong. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, no, um, and I've been on the podcast yonks ago, so about Terminator, and I think we talked about the prequels and Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm one of the co-hosts of Blue Banther Milk Co. on YouTube. And we are a um, Star Wars channel talking about like positivity and things like that. We've got a couple of Mandalorian videos up at the moment. We've got um, Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalorian and fatherhood. So that's me talking about like my wife uh, is 26 weeks pregnant today. And oh, um, thank you very much. Putting applause here. Oh, don't know what I'm pointing for. And our friend <laughs> Brian, who's from the Pink Milk podcast, him and his husband have um, adopted three kids. And 
Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, and then uh, and, and the the video is all about just kind of our differing experiences and how it relates to watching the Mandalorian through that lens. And then we've also got a theory that the armorer is the uh, the main villain of the show, but secretly, uh, which people have taken either they've been interested in or they've they've really really kicked off at us. <laughs> which makes you think that like I understand why people join cults now. I can see how it happens because people are like, no 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 no, it's just a different way of life. And well, one person <laughs> actually, one person commented they were like, I can't believe she'd be a villain because of the amount of honor she's shown. <laughs> and I was like. Oh. Talking about TV show, calm down. Um, but yeah, we got loads of stuff. Uh, we have a Last Jedi video that's gotten us a lot of hate because we love the Last Jedi. And uh, yeah, so check us out, Blue Panther Milk Co. on YouTube. That's awesome. uh, I just want to say because I, I I love all the stuff you guys do. Uh, my favorite video today, just because this is what I firmly believe plants like the most interesting seed in Star Wars for this generation is. The you're not the chosen one, probably with uh, <clears throat> Into the Spider Verse and Last Jedi and how Miles Morales and Ray, you know, they're not they're not from anywhere special, and that would be ridiculous if someone rewrote that series to make it that <laughs> she is special in the long run. But anyways, um, like I like I, I really like the thesis of that video, and yes. uh, I I think is kind of a fun way to jump into this episode, uh, the Believer, uh, but, uh, but just a little bit more of, of other stuff before some house cleaning. Um, this will no longer be the only Star Wars show available on Disney Plus in the future. There's going to be a lot more. I'm not even yeah. going to list them off. Um, but Sean, you're one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know. I'm very curious about what you think about this and what are you looking forward to or not looking forward <laughs> to? Uh, I think it's amazing. I think um, that there is that sort of sense of, uh, oh, you know, it's oversaturation or something like that. But then I was also sort of like, you know, we spend 80 years on a floating rock that's gradually dying. Let's just enjoy some stuff, you know? Why not? Um, that's that's my take on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's some cool stuff. I think um, there's some stuff that's predictable, like an Ahsoka, Ahsoka show and that Rangers of the New Republic, which I think is going to be the Cara Dune show or the Boba mm. Fett show or something like that. So, and that's, they're kind of building that sort of Arrowverse thing where they'll have a big crossover at the end of the year or whatever, which I think is cool. But stuff like the Acolyte, like a mystery show set during the High Republic sounds cool. Um, the Visions show where it's going to be like anime uh, creators doing little Star Wars shorts. And that's going to be pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing that mainly though that I'm mainly excited about is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Like I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi is my favorite character. Um, that sort of period between the Republic and the Empire, like that Rogue One area is like my favorite uh, favorite era of Star Wars. And then finding out that Hayden Christian's gonna be gonna be a part of it is just, I love that shit, you know? And it's just sort <laughs> of like, it's fan service and all that, but it's cool that they've like, because when, when Disney first bought Star Wars, there was very much that sense of, like, the prequels haven't happened. You know, there was very much Force Awakens. I remember seeing an interview when it was, like, J.J. Uh, Abrams was joking around about having, like, Jar Jar's dead body in the background of a scene and stuff <laughs> like that. And, like, there was very much that sense of, like, oh, yeah, we're just moving forward now. And then gradually, as, like, creators have come in, they've started bringing back more and more uh, prequel stuff. Right. And I think it's cool to kind of create that sense of a full, a long story. And yeah, having Hayden Christensen come back and getting a chance to do the role again with, you know, a, a better director. 
frankly, and um, uh, someone who is better at directing actors, you know, Deborah Chow. Um, I think it could. I think it could be really cool. And and the Andor show looks great as well. Uh, God, yeah, there are too many. There are too many to list. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like we'd have to like pull up like uh, the article to name all of them. Yeah, yeah we, we'd have I keep to do a like, whole episode like about that. And quite yeah. frankly, I. I just don't have interest. Gene, I don't know if you do. <laughs> uh, to, no, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, the, announcing them, you know, gradually, I can't really judge it too much because it's just like, I was kind of, I was trying to make a joke where it's like, I don't know, like, it's cool to get anticipated, but then like, it's like, I don't know how to like critically think about like, like vague announcements and then just like intros of title cards. That's yeah, I mean, that's it. Fun. Yeah. Like, what can so, you possibly say when it's like, right. like yeah. The, the graphic for this one, I don't like it, you know. Yeah. The, the font, you know, oh, it's an ugly font. Yeah, um, like, you know, every movie studio does this. It's just not all springing off from one film franchise. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's okay, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's okay to, to, to work in other stuff. I'm, I'm not crazy about the idea that these are all like roughly the same period with like some exceptions. Yeah. Um, the Acolyte is probably the one where I'm like, I've never seen that time period before, which like yeah. just on a personal level, I've wanted for Star Wars for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I am glad they did a sequel trilogy. Now I want to see other things completely unrelated to it. And that is that is not even like a reaction to any specific yeah. like dis disdain or anything like that. Just general Star yeah. Wars can be everything. So why not try and do that once in a while? But, you know. Yeah, I, I was but, just going to. Oh, sorry. No, go for it, Jay. Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, just for the Obi Wan show. Um, I, I'm really I'm the you know it's kind of funny like because it centers on Obi Wan, but I'm not anticipating that. But for Hayden, like everyone, uh, I really want this to be like a uh, some like uh, what's the word like not retribution, but kind of like a like a you redemption know, just, type thing. Yeah, redemption because it's like everyone kind of dunks on him for being a bad actor or whatever through the past like ten years, but like. Have you like watched other movies besides the prequels where he's in like uh, like I don't know like Broken Glass? He's really good in. If anyone's seen that movie, uh, he was in some other things and like uh, I don't know. I think he's like a pretty fair actor. He just gets such a bad rap. He's oh. a good actor. My hot take. Yeah. He's not. He's great in Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. My true hot take. He's not bad in Attack of the Clones. I think he's <laughs> quite good in Attack uh -huh. of the Clones. There, I said it. Right. Ooh. I mean, I think it. the thing is with like going back and saying like Lucas was never a good actor's director. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's an, he's an action guy, and fast more intense. Yeah, fast and more intense, and he's feeding them terrible dialogue. You know, <laughs> I think that it's incredible that Ewan McGregor in Revenge of the Sith manages to make chicken soup out of chicken shit because he gets some lines of dialogue that he manages to sell. Where if you look at them on paper, you're just like, what? how is this this is not how humans speak this is yeah. not you know but he manages to make it work and i think hayden christensen was just like a new a young actor trying his best with some dialogue that is just like awful mm -hmm. which uh, great actors probably couldn't have sold and yeah. he's just stuck with it like and i i think um yeah i think giving him you know better scripts better direction bit more experience bit more age yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just have some apprehension from that comment that they were gonna rematch, but um, mm. oh yeah, that's 
no uh, here's i don't think anyone yeah. is excited about that i would be shocked i think uh, if, if someone was like i want to see the rematch yeah i, I think the only way it's going to be able to work is if it is some sort of like force vision thing because yeah i think literally in star wars that when they first meet it's like oh we haven't met for ages it's not like ah oh, again after that other fight we had a couple of months ago and that other fight we had, you know, before that, it's just sort of... <laughs> so I can imagine it being more of a Force Vision thing, especially because, like, mm-hmm. when I'm saying Hayden Christensen's going to play Darth Vader, I get the thing he's going to play Anakin Skywalker. He's not going right. to be... It's not going to suddenly be Darth Vader with his voice, and I don't think he's going to come back just to wear the suit. So. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, because I was going to say, like, Darth Vader's James Earl Jones, who's kind of like... He doesn't really... I don't know. I mean, he's come back for, like, one or two things. He, he's in Coming to America. Yeah, no, he's, oh no, I meant like in Star Wars, like he's come back. Oh yeah, yeah. Before, <laughs> but like it doesn't really seem like his like prerogative to, you know, be involved in the franchise too much. I mean, he's like what, like semi-retired? Kind of, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess he came back to do like a little line of dialogue for Rise of Skywalker, and he was in Rebels yeah. and Rogue One. So I think maybe the because the thing is, it'd be a piece of piss. You go around with a, a MacBook and a, a microphone, and you say, "Okay, <laughs> can you just read these?" in your own voice <laughs> you know you don't put a voice on just read these in your own voice uh it's a couple of hours work and then he gets he gets paid goes back to his retirement and the, the yeah, show just goes from there that is true that is true um yeah no of course um i was gonna ask just uh it's in your topics like um i know uh like the blending of uh ian mcgregor into like kind of the alex guinness uh version of the character will definitely be interesting yeah it's i don't know if it'll be like the last scene of the show will be kind of like him, Doctor Who, regenerating into, into Alec Guinness. Oh, God. I don't know if Alec Guinness's like, estate will allow them to be like deep baked or something. <laughs> I would hate that. Oh, but that would be pretty bad. I, I didn't even consider this, but now like, I think it would be a genuinely touching moment to just get, have Obi-Wan series be like six episodes, whatever it's going to be, right? And then you end it like oh what the hell is that one hbo show uh with with the, the family that runs the morgue do you guys oh, know what i'm talking six about feet under a six, six feet, feet under and it kind of yeah. goes into the future uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah you do the six feet under ending for obi-wan and then he's looking out the twin sons with uh luke and there you go that's my pitch for how to end the obi-wan series right there <laughs> there you go yeah. done spoilers yeah. everyone <laughs> But, oh yeah if i if i got that right now if i nailed that <laughs> i'm never gonna shut up about anything ever gonna be, uh, just post on reddit so you could have like a time date on it speaking of claiming uh, this episode doesn't really revolve around any of that but uh the believer sean since you you mentioned last time was you were on for the worst episode in the history of television <laughs> what did you think about this one uh, I really enjoyed it. I think um, uh, brass tacks, and this is kind of the first first time I'm admitting this. I am starting to. I'm not get, I'm not going off the show, but I'm going a bit cold on it. Like mm. I do really enjoy it, and I don't care about the fact that it's kind of like it's got um, video game writing. You know, that sort <laughs> of like, oh, I want this. Oh, well, first you have to do that. Like even that episode last night. I've actually just started playing uh, for the first time Knights of the Old Republic. Like I finally got it and I'm playing it and I'm loving it. And the episode I just, the episode, the uh, mission I just did, I had to fly somewhere, but if I flew too fast, my engines would overheat and I'd explode. So watching that scene where they're driving (laughs) the sort of like 
sorcerer rage, uh, wages of fear <laughs> truck bomb and it was like the, the the dials are going up and down i was just like yeah no i've played this i've played this game i've, <laughs> I've done this but I'm, I'm totally fine with that and i think that's an interesting way to make you know because the first season was very much like you kept doing missions and leveling up and getting new armor and stuff like that and new weapons and this one seems more questy it's like um hello new person i need x oh good you need to give me a y oh okay so that means i have to do that and that's been every episode and i'm totally fine with it but i think the thing that's making me go a bit cold is like i'm really losing interest with the mandalorian character mm. like he's so inert it's so <clears throat> i think it started with the ahsoka episode when she's like oh yeah no i'm a jedi but i'm not going to help you you have to go to this mountain and sit on a rock and he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> just give me just a little bit more having be like no this is insane that means nothing to me but he's it, just sort of like so passive but it was nice this that was the thing that this episode was good to see him actually you know he takes off the helmet does something a bit more active and you get to actually see pedro pascal's face for the first time in a while and i'm hoping that that's going to become more of a thing that the mask is gradually going to start coming off more and we're going to get some mm -hmm. um some more reactions, some more something, because I was just getting to a point where I was like, every other character surrounding him is really interesting, but this main character is like the Ted Mosby of this show. Like just, he's given me nothing that I want and everyone else is great. I'm like, well, give me a Boba Fett show, give me a Fennec Shan, give me anyone. But he, he was just really leaving me cold. But I think this, this was a nice turnaround. This felt good. Like at the end when he contacted um, Moff Gideon and kind of repeated his words back to him, to say, you know, you have something I want and all that and kind of did Gideon's speech from the first season back to him. I was like, okay, now we're, that, this is what I want. This is what I want the show to be. I want, a, I want a main character who I am interested in and who has conflict and who is gonna take the more aggressive route to get to what he wants, rather than just being like, go over there, go over there, do <laughs> this, bring me this. Um, so yeah, so I like that. Yeah. And also if you told me if you told me a few years ago that like Bill Burr was going to come into a Star Wars <laughs> show and just blow blow me away, never would have believed you. But he was fantastic. He did oh, yeah. a really really good job. His uh, his acting has improved since uh, Zombievers. He was in that. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he's in that one. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Me too. Uh, yeah. That's part of the Star Wars universe now. I'm ca I'm calling it right here. That's. <laughs> That's the entry point to the Mandalorian. Uh, Gene, what do you think about this episode? Um, yeah, I was I was really uh, I was really happy with it. Um, the uh, you know it's from Rick Famuyiwa. He keeps uh gives us a lot of interesting like set pieces with uh with the with his action sequences. So that's cool. Um, I guess they're all kind of like are they like is this me or they're all kind of like Indiana Jones inspired? They, they like totally it. are. I have that in my notes, actually. Um, yeah, every time that, someone like, went off the thing and they got run over, I was just like, uh -huh. Indiana Jones. <laughs> he did that because uh, he did the second episode yeah, the of second Mandalorian episode, ever, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Tank, he did the same like, thing. He did the last like, crusade tank. Yeah, yeah I mean, so this was more like the Raiders truck. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And he understands yeah. the fundamental essence of action. Yeah. Sometimes it's just super fucking awesome to watch people fight on top of a moving vehicle. Yeah. That's it. Well, That's I awesome. think the crucial, the crucial thing he does, which I abso absolutely love, 
is that he kicks the shit out of the Mandalorian. Yes. And Mandalorian yes. keeps fighting. He gives that Indiana Jones thing, where Indiana Jones, the best thing about watching Raiders is the fact that he keeps getting his ass kicked and he keeps coming back for more. Mm-hmm. And that is always why Indiana Jones is better than James Bond. Because like James Bond just always kicks, kicks shit out of him when he's fine. But Indy, Indy's always just like, there's a scene, I think it's in Raiders, when he's fighting the mechanic. Mm-hmm. And he gets, he gets booted and he kind of stands up and he's just like, completely punch drunk but coming back for more and yeah. uh, that, that really reminded me of this episode where Mando just like there's three of these swoops coming towards him they've all got bombs and he's like, <sighs> you know, like okay. yeah I was gonna say uh, also they have the cleverness of uh, Indiana where um, Indiana like uh, in the mechan- in the was it the fight the scene with the wing you know he just he just gets demolished by the the Nazi and you know at a certain point he's like just ducks and lets them <laughs> just like, just like uh, torn into pieces. Like you kind of had that with, uh, you know, when he shoots, when he shoots the guy with the sword, you kind of had that with the grenade. It's like, he'll just throw the grenade. <laughs> like, fuck it. Yeah, just not worth it. You know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rick Samuel, maybe they should have had him to do the next Indiana. I, okay. Yeah. I was going to say no disrespect to James Mangold. I think, Mangold, yeah. I think it's safe to say we're all fans of James Mangold here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but like they took the Flash movie away from Rick Famuyiwa this dude needs to get like a big budget thing too I want him to keep coming back to Mandalorian yeah, uh, cause he's clearly like he's one of those dudes that's just got it right yeah. but like yeah. dude give this guy like all the money he needs to make right. whatever he wants he's so clearly like a qualified director Yeah, you know? yeah. he wrote this as well he wrote this episode mm-hmm. he directed Rose and directed. He also did the second episode, the Jawa one, which was incredible with yeah. you know mm-hmm. the egg, and then he did the Prison Break episode, which was incredible. Um, and yeah, like obviously that Flash movie is cursed. There's no that's that's, <laughs> really that's not yeah, totally. That movie has got a gypsy curse on it. That that movie's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Indiana Jones. He'd be great at that. He'd be great at just like because um, I assume we've all seen Dope. Like yeah dope, yeah yeah dope dope's is, amazing I mean yeah, yeah it's dope <laughs> yeah it's dope um but yeah he would be incredible doing like he'd be incredible doing a Spider Man actually like something like that like a character who gets their ass kicked comes back for more bit of comedy bit of pay because I you could I I felt like you could see that this had a different writer than the other ones because it was it had that co- like Favreau and Filoni who have written the other ones. I, I, they don't have they can do big action sequences and kind of like cool banter and stuff but that sequence where all three of the dudes are sitting around the table and there's that right rising like tarantino tension of yeah. like who's gonna pull a gun that um was that was the first time we've seen something like that i think that was cool that we just sat and they had that confidence to be like we're just gonna sit in this for a bit and just see what happens yeah. and um yeah. i love that that was great it gave a lot more personality to like Mando. You see his like reactions and uh, to Bill Burke's character as well. But yeah, I mean, like I think uh, Rick Famuyiwa really knew how to use like certain characters. Because um, I was gonna say uh, from my man uh, Boba Fett, like just having him like just be the like the driver, you know, of like I guess like this kind of like heist, whatever. Mm. I thought that was like really brilliant because it's like you know Boba Fett's getting up there, and then uh, but you know just the fact they. He's so uh, tactile in the Slave One. Like I, I love that they brought back the little Sonic mind. Yeah, Great sound design choice. But um, yeah, just like the you know the way they use Boba is just uh, you know just really brilliant. Where he's just like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna just help you get away. I'm just a driver. That's it. 
Because, yeah, it would have been dead easy to be like, okay, Boba Fett's the main guy in this. We want to really, you know, but it's like, no, he had his showcase last week. So now he's just going to do like, he's going to get the best line in the episode when he says, oh, no, no, they're going to recognize my face, which I thought was absolutely genius in terms of him obviously being him. Mm-hmm. Drop the seismic mine, which is everyone's <laughs> favorite part of Attack of the Clans, and also just like have redone his armor, so it's all very yes. shiny and cool. And that, yeah, that was that was the, that was the thing I wanted to mention because uh, some people were, uh, you know, rightfully so. The armor looked weird. They were saying, and then I think the paint job does just help give it some more uh, legitimacy. Hmm. It's like um, in universe they like refined it for him because the last episode right. was very scrappy, like. Give me the armor, okay? Let's go. He gets his big action showcase, and I was very honest about not caring about Boba Fett. I still don't really care about Boba Fett, but I love Tamora Morrison. I like the character yeah. in this show. It's the most I've ever liked Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't, you know, the action I thought was the highlight of last week's episode too. Didn't really care for the Boba Fett hero shot because I'm like, this means nothing to me personally. <laughs> yeah. So make this like make of this what you will when I saw him flying up and the TIE fighters chasing after him, I was like, they probably can't afford to have another chasing this episode. It'd be kind of cool if they brought back the bomb. And then when I thought that the back opened, I was like, all right, that's, yeah. that was my little fanboy moment. I was like, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, I turned up the volume on my computer when I was watching it. And I was like, wait, am I turning this up so I can better hear the silence? <laughs> <laughs> no, you want the... Yeah, the the amazing yeah. sound design like that, you know. Yeah, that's and, and the way they did that was like kind of you saw the bomb, and you saw it from above, and you saw it from below, and it's like, yeah, that's they really. It's incredible to get um, going by what I was saying before about them, uh, kind of not legitimizing, but just sort of like acknowledging the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a big Attack of the Clones thing, and. I think it would be very easy to sort of, I think it's very easy for a lot of creators to be like, okay, Revenge of the Sith is the only prequel that's worth yeah. worth its salt. So that's the one we're going to focus on. But it's cool that they're sort of going back and saying like, no, 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 the prequels are fine. They're just, they're not perfect, but they do what they do. Yeah. They're like, not good. They're not, they're like, if they were Clone Wars arcs, they'd be the ones where you're like, yeah, they're all right. But yeah. they're still, they have their moments. And Attack of the Clones, one of their moments is that bomb. And so it's like that's the one they bring back. Yeah, I love, I love it. And then uh, Slave One is just such a such a great looking ship. Really. Yes, it's cool. It's so cool looking ship for sure. Yeah, it's so unique. I mean, it's like a, you know, I don't know. That was like one of my favorite toys, the Slave One. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, I I think the thing that people need to or have begun learning to take away from the prequels and uh, to tie back to Hayden Christensen a little bit, the Tumblr era, I think. And I say this with love, the, the fangirls that were like Hayden's so like gorgeous and stuff, they would end up writing like theses, the, thesis posts on Tumblr about like the struggles of Anakin Skywalker. And I swear to God, I, I bet you could trace a line from that to prequels rehabilitation nowadays. Yeah. And I oh, think yeah. that kind of rules. And also like, you know, what, what we're taking away from the prequels, like with the, the gadgets and the toys and stuff like that. I think we're also taking away that like Star Wars at its peak is also when characters kind of like take a moment to be like, okay, what are we like doing here though? It's not just a fun adventure series. Like mm-hmm. we like we're all coming from very different places across the universe. Like, and this episode, you know, at its nuts and bolts action stuff, we've been gushing over rightfully so in my opinion. But like the moment with like that you brought up Sean with everyone around the table, 
And it's just this great moment to kind of recontextualize like, oh yeah, no, the empire like is space Nazis. Yeah. It's not just like a difference of like, oh, you grew up in Mandal or you grew up in the Mandalorian yeah. way. I grew up in the empire. It's like, oh no, like you can come from wherever and you have, these characters still have to grow and like evolve yeah. or, or, you know, he would have died in the empire probably by this point, you know? And uh, yeah. The, the the real like dialogue heaviness of this episode in the middle like I really really liked because as much as I've liked the show this season significantly more than last season I wouldn't say like the character stuff is like great I think it's mm. good and I think it's brought up interesting questions about the Mandalorians like creed and identity and like what that means and so I I kind of am down to explore the armor as a potential villain like a cult leader that's yeah, actually that's... A really compelling idea to me. Yeah, I would definitely, I'd watch the video because that was sort of, I was, um, uh, I, I, I was planning out a book I was going to write and it was involved a cult leader and I was um, reading all these cult things and all that. And then when that was the episode of Bo-Katan and she starts describing the Mandalorians that aren't that, that aren't like the this is the way ones, I was like, hold on. Kind of had a look at it, very quickly pitched the video to Matt. We made, we ended up making it about two hours and Ooh. put it out and um and yeah, it's just one of those, it's a weird one where you're sort of like, I feel like we're the only ones who have made um, a, a video about Star Wars that includes footage of the Jonestown massacre. <laughs> you know, I think that's, I think, I think that's quite, <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've cornered that market. Um, but yeah, I think definitely check it out because I think if it turns out to be true, I think we're definitely on the money because it's, it's definitely an interesting thing in terms of, I think the show might be smarter than we think it is because at the moment i'm sort of like yeah it is what it is but i think there might be a, a long game that's playing in the background and we'll see yeah. yeah so i was gonna say uh you know first ones to kind of like pick up on uh basically yeah mando has uh he was basically in a cult you know i didn't really what from what you know and i did watch the clone wars didn't really pick up too much on that the first season that it, he was uh kind of a fanatic in a way yeah 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 so yeah and, and i mean he hated droids so it was like he, he was also kind of a racist. Kind of a racist. <laughs> kind of a droid racist. Yeah. yeah. Mean, and then at the end, he learns, like, oh, that was ignorant of me. This, then the droid saves his life. It's, it's, a, it's like the best arc in the first season, in my yeah. opinion. That, that really means the, that's the only arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of was. Uh, also, uh, when we talk, Gene and I talk about it every episode yeah. now, but like, just another shout out to like how impressive the volume tech is on this because, oh, like, God. It's crazy. The first season, again, was very, like, a lot of stagnant wide shots, landscapes, because that's easier to set up. And I totally get it, whatever. It's like a tech demo for first season. And this one is like, we have car chases. You're going to watch it. We're going to go through the hills and the valleys. And there's ships now. And I'm like, I totally buy all of this. Oh. It, it, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's if so you, cool. If you go back to, like, episode, it's actually episode five, actually. There's a scene where uh, Fennec and the the shitty bounty hunter who was a dickhead, Toro or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's like sitting on a bike and she's handcuffed or whatever. And it's basically just like them in the, the shot and a rock and then this big background. And you're like, oh, okay, I can see what this is. But then you get to episodes like the Ahsoka one where they're in that like petrified forest that seems to go on for ever and ever and ever. And you're like, at what point does the, where's the blend? Where's the sort of like, you know, where's the sort of hill where it's like, okay, well, there's a hill here, everything's fake. It's like, no, no, just, and then this episode as well, you're like, yeah, but they haven't gone to an alien planet, so where? 
yeah Where, where's the join it's it's incredible and and you know that disney thing yesterday they're now building uh, well, they're building one in Australia, they're building a volume in Sydney, uh, London, and I think another one in America. And then the the sizzle reel for the Cassie Nandor show did show the kind of the, the volume they're using. And it looks like it's twice the size. And it's just like, it's incredible the potential for that, for making these. Because the, the, every episode of this season has had action sequences that you'd expect to see in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think that's too much of an over-exaggeration. Like that first episode with the crate dragon thing, you're like, that's that's what you'd see if you'd watched a Star Wars film. Um, and it's incredible the amount of money, obviously, that they save by just having the volume. It's It blows my mind because you kind of get to a certain point where you're like, okay, we've peaked in terms of what we can do. It's going to be green screen and all that. And then it's like, no, 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 giant TVs. <laughs> that's the future. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Yeah, didn't a, expect it but i'll take it very magnet it's a very like uh such a useful filmmaking tool and really revolutionizing everything yeah yeah it's yeah that's it's yeah. that's the best thing about the mandalorian i say that as like a fan of the show yeah no yeah like I mean, it's I think, it's I think it so is. cool well i mean originally you know star wars is uh the filmmaking aspect of it it's supposed to be like pushing boundaries and uh you know uh, pushing the filmmaking technology like the original movie so, yeah, that's, yeah, like each one has done something a little bit. Each each kind of like period of Star Wars has done something a little bit wilder, and it's actually quite interesting because Rogue One was sort of I think the first time they played with the sort of the technology that would become the volume. Like um, they had the sort of thing where you could where Gareth Edwards could kind of VR camera to see where things were going and all that, and then they adapted that to make Lion King, and then Lion King becomes this. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's great. Love it. Yeah. I uh, just want to read out some quick tweet responses from everyone who was also happy to see the return of Bill Burr. Uh, at Jacob Knight said, top five guest stars for sure. I would agree. Fun episode. I wished Din has talked a little bit more, uh, but it meant a lot that he took the helmet off and uh, that he needs to talk to Boba about like the Mandalorian struggles because I, I, I didn't even think about that, but that's probably something that would be very interesting for them to just sit down and talk about like you're from this kind of the mandalorian but not really i'm from this kind of the mandalorian area but Mm. not really like what is like the most interesting episodes this season to me this one included this season are like what does it mean for him to to be that you know yeah like what what is it gonna entail for him in the future like does does he have a part to play in like the rebuilding of mandalore uh Mm. how is that going to change like his identity is he i would like to see him become comfortable with removing the helmet because in yeah. a way I think like that's literally you know it's literally him shielding himself from like others right yeah so like it, it to me that's like a natural progression down the line not to yeah, throw he, it away just like be comfortable with like hey I'm trying to eat I might as well just take the whole thing off yeah. or just, just have it off for like dialogue scenes and then put it back on for action scenes so those two awesome uh stunt dudes can take over because they've got yeah, the two yeah, guys haven't they've got John Wayne's grandson, who does all the gun stuff, and then that um, other guy whose name I don't know, who's like the like the mixed martial arts master for like Capoeira and all that, and um, yeah, those two dudes just take over to the point where I'm not even sure how much Pedro Pascal is actually on set. <laughs> he's just like always in a studio. It's like, oh, this episode you're going to take the helmet off. And he's like, oh, okay, fine, I'll come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, yeah, I think definitely that. But the show is leading more towards that to having the mask off and having him be more of a character because. Like you say, this episode as well, it didn't suffer for it because you do have that thing of like, this is a guy who does not clearly know how to talk to people. Um, but that scene with the all around the table, you know, you're like, Dinch, say something, mate, get into this. Say, get get involved because he's going to get you all killed. <laughs> but he just, just like shakes his head at him and just kind of keeps staring at him. And Bill Burr's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess. Yeah, you can only do so much, you know. Yeah, yeah. he needs some. Uh, he's too shy. He needs like some. Uh, needs to talk to someone. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, I just, I, it was such a problem in the first season for this show. Like, he just doesn't do any. He doesn't talk. He doesn't mm. do anything. And now it's like John Favreau and Rick Famuyiwa and the rest of the crew that have done these episodes. They totally like understood that that doesn't have to be weakness. It could be strength. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't know how to communicate effectively when he's not killing people that's actually something worth exploring yeah, let's talk that, about that's that. it that's character okay yeah. that's that's very interesting that does yeah, it feels that, like that a human ties being. into this whole fanatic thing of like yeah. is he just a weapon that they send out to kill people to make money to pay to go back to the cult to make this to learn and you're like okay that's that's interesting now that's less and the fact that they surround him surround him with like so many um like chatty guest stars you are like if he's on screen and Carl Weathers is on screen, I'm like, I want Carl Weathers to speak. <laughs> I don't care what yeah. he's got to say. <laughs> so yeah. Main <laughs> Oh yeah. But uh just have him be awkward. Yeah. I think we lost your second there. Oh sorry. Oh thank you. Um no, I was just gonna say that um you know, that's such an interesting angle, him just being awkward. Because, you know, even like Boba Fett, who didn't talk too much, you know, I never got the sense Boba was awkward. He's like flirting with yeah. like a dancer in the background or, you know. Yeah. He had some personality to him. Well, Din's just yeah, like, yeah, kind of a wall. I guess it's like the man with no name. You never thought that like Clint Eastwood had like social anxiety. <laughs> you know, he's oh, yeah. like, no, this guy's kicking ass. Like, but I don't know. There's something, I don't know. Here's a question. Who's going to direct? Like, I don't think we know, but who would you like to see direct the next episode, the finale? Because oh. we don't know any of the directors coming up. I, I, I thought I read last year that Favreau was supposed to direct something. So he did I'm, the first he one. He did the first one. He did the first one. So maybe yeah. Favreau again? Yeah, I, I think I'd prefer to see him than uh, Filoni. Like, I like what Filoni does, but I think he's better. He, he sort of come from the Lucas school of, like, very good action, but I feel like his character stuff doesn't, really fly yeah but i think favreau does have a bit more of the of the balance i'd love it if it was like episode comes out it's absolutely incredible everyone's raving about it and then at the end it's just like directed by ryan johnson all the sort of like haters on twitter this episode's amazing this episode's fantastic you would just like fry their brain their brains would just like literally explode it'd be like the scene in oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be like that would, they would just that would be my twitter wallpaper forever yeah. <laughs> you just have like whatever the equivalent of the equivalent of like mandalorian fans asking for a recount you know that's <laughs> oh my Stop god the count <laughs> put it back up again the last jedi haters like i get okay maybe like there's like you know some with like legitimate criticism but like the you know like some of them that are the most loudest it's just like yeah it's just 
just stop like please yeah, like, get over it it's done over it. Like, you know like I, I i get it if you're like a younger person but even like you know we've we, we've all had our experience raised tweeting about shit that doesn't matter now we're, we're tweeting yeah, about shit that does matter unfortunately but right. like you know like i get it whatever i went through my man of steel hating phase and now i'm just like i don't like it I yeah, move that, on with that, my life. And it, was, it was five or six years ago. You kind of, I had, no. I was the same. I probably had like a year or two where kind of where people would mention it and I'd be like, I'd get pissed off. Mm. But I'd never attack anyone. I'd never be like, oh no, you're wrong. You know, or yeah, you know. That was, like, some of the abuse that we've got for our last Jedi video is pretty incredible. Like, I'm so sorry. It's, well, that's the thing though as well, because they're kind of stuck in a bit of a thing because they can, we don't reply to any of it. So there's no oxygen. So we can't do anything. And because we're not, you know, we're, we're straight white dudes. They can't really think of a way to attack us. <laughs> Frankly, there's kind of like, there's never any mentions of our appearance. We never get death threats. We never get threats uh-huh. of violence. We just get, you're wrong because of this. Or they take what we say in the video out of context and like miss particular words. So at one point I, I, I actually say like, well, I mean, you could say that this, and then they just quote it as I've just said that thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Not very, not very original thought yeah Um, i mean that's kind of what it comes down to with like that corner of the quote-unquote fan dumb you know where it's like it's it's very obvious what bothers them about that movie and maybe there are like valid criticisms like i love that movie i think it's a little long i wouldn't take anything out but it just it's just a long movie a lot happens it's it's a little tiring Mm. sometimes and that's I prefer that than not having a movie at all, you know? Yeah, yes. they, they, just, they just remind me of just those, like, killjoys or something, like, at a party where they'll just, like, you know, it's like that person at a party you talk to, and it's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was no, going like, to say, I, oh, I was just going to say, I was at a party where I think the last show that came up, and it's like, I, I met someone that was, like, a talking point on the internet, and I think I just told them, like, oh, no, you're, you're wrong, and then I just walked away. <laughs> I said something like that where I'm like no no I just think you're wrong and then I just left and I had a good time and had more drinks uh, I mean yeah that's you what really comes down work. <laughs> thanks that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day like I don't like it alright we can talk about why alright we're done now then you just move on because that's what a healthy conversation's like right. you know the, like, the difference is you've got people who have watched it and been like I don't like this movie better make it my whole personality yeah, I was yeah. Say, that's that's sad too. Where it's like your whole personality is like this. Yeah, just like hate of like a movie. Like I don't know. That's 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 sad. Like I don't know. There's like an infinite possibility of things in the whole world, and you chose that. Well, like <laughs> so, I say, you know, it's, it's the thing I said at the start. Then, We're here for like what 80, 90 years, floating around <laughs> on a rock. Yeah, I don't want to have a point where someone says, "What did you do with your life?" And I'll be like, "I hated the Last Jedi." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, at like this point, book, I, I just feel bad. Like is yeah, what I is the, feel... Sean? What is the the line? Do you remember in the Simpsons movie, comic book guy? He's like, "Oh, but he uh, as he's like, they think they're all gonna die." He's like, "Oh, I wasted my life." <laughs> <laughs> wasted my life. Yeah, he's like, I spent my whole life collecting comic books. Best life well spent. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, like, oh, um, I was going to say, like, uh, for instance, like me, me and Diego, I think you really like BBS and I kind of hate it, but I don't think I've ever, like, talked down to you about it or, like, been. Like, no, you don't insult my intelligence because yeah. we both understand it's it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. It's not like I actually encourage, like, a man dressing up like a bat going out to kill people. It's the fictional yeah. character about fictional events. 
with things yeah. that don't interrupt our actual lives and livelihoods. Yeah, no, that's it. Even... Yeah, that's it. I would be more concerned if I was like somehow involved directly in it for, in, in some capacity. But even then, probably not. Again, it is. I, I, I couldn't imagine a situation where The Last Jedi being good or bad would affect the broader scheme of my life. Yeah. I, it's probably my favorite Star Wars film. And to be honest, that has affected me because it's great. I've got this awesome film that I can watch. <laughs> but if it had been bad, like I didn't like Rise of Skywalker. I got over it very yeah. quickly yeah. because I had Last Jedi and I had Force Awakens and Empire and New Hope mm -hmm. and Rogue One and all the other Star Wars films that I love. So I can just watch them instead. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's actually... <laughs> To bring it back to, to Mandalorian a little bit, too, I think that's actually what the show is kind of leaning further towards with uh, with the, the, the title character, where it's like, you know, his whole life is Baby Yoda now. At first, it was the Creed, now it's Baby Yoda. The Creed's still kind of there, because obviously he doesn't like to like, disrobe and stuff like that, yeah. but like, this, I think the show is smart enough to understand that it needs to continue down that path, and uh, even though some of these episodes ended up kind of being backdoor pilots for other shows... <laughs> I didn't feel it when I was watching it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not interested in, in a lot of what's coming, if I'm being honest, but I, I like this show, and if it continues to be good, I'll continue talking about it here, you know? I'll, I'll enjoy bringing you back on, Sean. I'll enjoy shit-talking with Gene and arguing about Batman, because that's what nerds do, and we have nothing <laughs> else is, to do right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, at least we have, like, the Bad Batch. We could all... Like bad batch. Oh yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, I like, like Filoni back in his prime. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued what this is gonna be like. Because when, like, did you watch the last season of Clone Wars? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was sort of like that bad batch thing. I was like, eh. And mm -hmm. then there was the next one. It was like Ahsoka with the two two um uh the two women from Martez sisters. The Martez sisters. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and then yeah. the final one with Order sixty six. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like uh, the sorry. only person that liked it across the board. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, like, but the Marquez sisters, like, I was kind of made to. Yeah, uh, I, I you, just, you need that story. I, yeah, you I know, I know, the working you, class I point just, of view. I, just, I know, I know, I, I acknowledge that you need it. I just, I felt like I don't know why, like, it was like four episodes or five episodes. Like, I found well, it. it sort of broke my spirit when second, or, I know it was the third episode of the arc. They start off in a prison cell, they escape, they have an adventure, and then they get captured and end up in the exact same prison cell yeah. at the end. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I disagreed with some of the uh, kind of storytelling, I guess, in that. But I think as a whole, like if you watch the whole thing, it does really work really well. And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the Bad Batch thing because watching that sizzle reel, the fact that it takes place post Order 66, mm -hmm. I, think that, I think that's got the potential to be really, really interesting. And the rumors, the rumor, the rumor is, which is probably just nonsense, is that so in the Ahsoka episode of, of Mandalorian, it's like oh, someone took Grogu from the um, Jedi Temple or whatever and saved him, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be the Bad Batch who rescue Grogu, and I was like, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for me, it's like I I don't care. This is the story now, right? Yeah, you're telling it, which is why, like you know, honestly, I'm not I'm not interested in Obi Wan. I love I, I love everyone in the prequels. Mm -hmm. I I've had that story, but it's not. I don't mm. need answers. I don't need any more answers. I'm not asking any more questions. Yeah. I have the story that was told, and I like the story that was told. You know, I I think if they'd said that the Obi Wan thing was going to be like a a, a ten episode 
three season four season thing i'd be a bit more panicky but the fact that it's just going to be like a six episode little limited series i'm like yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. that's fine yeah, but if they yeah. just there's do that potential. and it's just a yeah yeah it doesn't have to have big cliffhangers or anything it can just be this cool story yeah. uh lone wolf and cub type thing i know it can't be lone wolf and cub because that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah. this is now so yeah. they actually that's why they had to rewrite the obi-wan scripts because they realized they told the same story twice <laughs> rumor has it um but yeah i think it could be interesting you mcgregor is an, an incredibly compelling actor oh yeah um, uh, i'll be intrigued to see more kind of like casting news and stuff like that because that was probably the thing that i was most interested in yesterday with that disney thing was like you know fiona shaw and stellan skarsgård are going to be in the cassian andor show so that's that exciting and i know this is completely off topic but a lot of the mcu stuff when they were announcing different the different people who were going to be in things that was the most exciting thing like bringing people back and then having other other actors coming in like owen wilson being in the loki show or richie <laughs> grant being in the loki show you're like mm-hmm. yeah there's some real cool potential for some awesome stuff and yeah. i do like the fact that everyone's agent is just like get my actor into a marvel <laughs> thing to get them out into the wider world so gradually that everyone will have had a marvel credit by the end of uh, our lives. even if, even if you're in dc movies though yes yeah, they just go to they die and go to marvel <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. i can't wait i can't wait for baby yoda to get his own marvel series <laughs> but like yeah he, he's got to be playing a character though he's got to be like baby yoda as sam richardson's nova <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah, i just yeah. play it completely straight just totally yeah. straight no dialogue <laughs> yeah uh, or dialogue like but like a really incongruous voice it's like baby yoda voiced by Help me think of a joke. <laughs> Don Cheadle. Don, Don Cheadle. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I I would like that. Don Cheadle just rules, though. Don yeah. Cheadle yeah. should be in Star Wars. He's good, yeah. He's uh he's in like War Machine, Armor Wars, whatever. Armor Wars, yeah. 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 And yeah, um, Ben Mendelssohn's gonna be in another MCU series. Yeah, anyway, that's off topic. We're not gonna get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 um, cool. To, to to wrap up Mando then a little bit. Uh two more two more little tweets. A movie Kale loved this episode. The speech about order was great, and Bill Burr got to show some more of those acting chops. Yeah. And very uh, Mad Max Road Warrior style. Yeah. And I, yes. I I agree. Uh the Bill Bill Burr rules. He's been coming up on this podcast a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but I, I just think he's a just, great comedian. He's just a man of the moment of the time. He tells so. he tells um, you know entitled white feminists to like stop uh, stop making it about them, or uh, he tells Joe Rogan like, "Hey, dude, like wear a fucking mask." He's the man. Yeah, of- I was quite happy with him just like saying to Joe Rogan, "You're a tit, wear shut a mask." The fuck yeah. up, you know. Yeah, shut the fuck up, wear a mask. You're not mm-hmm. a hero. Yeah, he just needs to say that to Cara Dune now, and they'll be happy. Oh yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. That's not not to end on a sour note, but not really looking that, forward that is, to that potential one. That is a constant, constant disappointment. Like every time Cara Dune comes into the show and kicks kicks someone's ass, you're like, brilliant. But <laughs> hey, one more episode. If she if she bites the the bullet, the laser bullet, I'll I'm popping bottles. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like they were like, oh, we're gonna make this new show called Rangers of the New Republic but they didn't mention who was going to be in it. Right. And you're like, okay, because I feel like that's going to be the Cara Dune show. But yeah, it's, it could be. You'd feel like they would have dropped that Yeah, yesterday. I was going to say, and are, you gonna, are they really going to double down on someone that can't act too well? <laughs> I, I still stand by the comments about her, her abilities as an actor. It means nothing okay. because she's a bigot, though. Right. You know, get what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't regret yeah. any, any positive stuff I said about her 
capabilities as a as a performer. Yeah, but she's a piece of shit, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Is, yeah. yeah, that's the problem. It's like again, and again, it's just that thing you just forget for a few seconds when she dropped into that cockpit and she messed those two dudes up. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, but she's rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. awful. She's an awful yeah. human being. Like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if she, if she if she does die in the finale next week. Which my theory is uh, Robert Rodriguez directed two episodes. Uh, mm. Since to go back to your question, Sean, that's fingers crossed because you get the dude who's been forward moving in digital technology for like the last two decades, and you don't have him do an episode where he's like in a spaceship or something. Come on, mm. guys. Um, well, and so yeah, just to quickly stick on your point, the first season, my my argument with that has been for that. Sorry, my, the first season they were like, right, the big finale, we're going to have Taika come in, someone who knows what they're doing, top yeah. to bottom, knows how to do it. And that was when I heard Robert Rodriguez was doing an episode of season two. I was like, oh, safe hands. He's going to be the finale guy. Because they're going to be like, right, we've got this big thing. Let's get someone who can do the business. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he, might, he may yet come back. I hope so. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I trust him more than Filoni, for example. <laughs> yeah. And that's no I, slight against Filoni. He's directed three pieces of live action work. It's, it just yeah. is what it is. And I, I think he's just improved so much this season i remember gene and i were like he's doing another one (laughs) and we were like oh no no it was cool though it was good it's good he's getting there he clearly has room to grow as a live action artist i'm i'm for it though he's that good good on him for that went to he went to film school yeah (laughs) went the mandalorian film school with Mm -hmm. the the baby yoda 101 yeah Well, actually, uh, I did read a yeah. thing that Dave Filoni was on the set of The Last Jedi, uh, and Ryan Johnson kept saying, look through this viewfinder, look at this, that's how you do that, and he kind of gave him a little mini film school, mm-hmm. which obviously people, I, 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 I've got that quote, I've got a photo of it from the Arthur Mandalorian book, and when I'm in the mood to make an antagonistic <laughs> meme to piss off haters, I am going to put that all together and put it on <laughs> Yes. Let them eat each other alive, trying to like weasel the way through it so they, they have on. to do a commentary on one of the star wars movies together like that would be fascinating to me brilliant yeah. You know? yeah yeah and they're just constantly talking to each other like you're the best no you're the best no you're the yeah. best no you're the best brilliant yeah just just guys being dudes, <laughs> guys being dudes. dudes. that's it yeah. dudes rock uh last last tweet and then we'll wrap up and, and we'll say our goodbyes and plugs uh at blue bantam milk i like these guys i uh, hmm. loved it He's in so deep now. Uh, I don't know if that's referring to the Mandalorian or you, Sean. <laughs> you're on the show. <laughs> Both. Possibly. Um, but yeah, no, I do agree. I, Matt controls the Twitter, so it's definitely from Matt. But yeah, um, I think there is that sort of sense that the show has removed his ability to like break away from Grogu. You know, there was there was hints of it of like, oh, I'm going to give you to your right. But it's like when he's actually had to face the reality of not having the kid anymore, it's 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 un, it's it's unconscionable. He can't he can't deal with it. So he's going to go to war with the empire. You know, yeah. when mm-hmm. uh, you know what is he to be cynical? What does he owe the kid? You know, okay, you just like right, I lost this one. It is what it is. I go back to the creed and just do my thing. But it's like no. This is unacceptable to me. Yeah. This uh, Giancarlo Esposito does not get to steal Baby Yoda. I will go into the heart of the Empire and I will kill everyone in my path and I will get the little <laughs> baby and I will leave. <laughs> so yeah, like Matt <laughs> says, he's in too deep. <laughs> yeah, he fucked with the wrong person. 
Yeah. They fucking John, it's a John Wick. <laughs> it's a very John Wick, isn't it? It's like yeah. they yeah. killed his dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You've gone too far. Now I gotta go in and <laughs> kill everyone. So we'll see. Yeah. Here's a question. What do you think the final shot of the season is going to be? Is it going to be, I'll give you two choices, whichever Jedi it is, who they've summoned from the rock showing up, or is it going to be Grand Admiral Thrawn? Uh, I, think, I think Thrawn. Yeah? Live action Thrawn, I'll go with that. I've good. Uh... Or is the Ahsoka show going to be about Thrawn, now that I think about it? I mean, or... yeah, I know it probably will be, but I, I think like they couldn't tease Tom. They can introduce it, yeah. Right, they would have to show him somehow. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, for the Jedi one, I can't, like, honestly can't think of, like, uh, I don't know, like, what what Jedi they're going to have or what have you. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be what, because they don't, they don't give a shit about the, this is, (laughs) this is not me having a go. They don't give a shit about the common audience in the sense of, like, the final shot of the first season being the dark saber, which obviously meant <laughs> nothing to no one if you didn't yeah. if you hadn't watched Clone Wars and Rebels. Like if you were just watching that and you just like watched the movies, you'd just be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lightsabers don't look like that, you know? So that's what makes me think the Jedi could be Ezra, could be Cal Kestis, mm-hmm. but there's also, uh, you know, de-aged Luke Skywalker. So we shall see. If, if I'll say this, if we get de-aged Luke Skywalker, Gene, I'll leave it up to you if you want to continue this. That's, that's oh, no, how much I, I hate that I mean, idea, and Luke's my favorite. If, it use, if it's used tastefully, I mean, I, I didn't mind the DH scene with uh, with him last time uh, in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I yeah. did, but not because it was DH'd. I just, I don't want to see that stuff in, in The Mandalorian. Like, at some mm. point, you, you have to kind of weave in and yeah. out of that just because the narrative is about a, a, a Force baby. You know, a Yoda, a Yoda. It's about a baby yeah. Yoda. So, right. like, at some point, it has to get bigger than. But it's on the it's sort of different timeline, isn't it? You've got the Skywalker saga, and then mm-hmm. this other thing over the top. Um, yeah, I think the problem is, is like we we've got a lot of stuff uh, commented on um, our YouTube of people who are like, it's going to be de-aged Luke, and he's going to have a six-year-old Ben Solo. And then Ben Solo is going to be friends with Grogu. And then we're going to get a flash forward to when Ben is married to Rey and they've raised Grogu as their child. Find this comment on our YouTube channel and read it. I don't it's want like, to. No, 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 no. I'm scared. You know what? When we when we go off camera, I will tell you why you need to read it. Because I don't okay. want to be I don't want to be horrible about it. It's fine. Like it's perfectly fine. But there's this. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I have to cut this out. I feel like I'm bullying the person no, who made no. this comment now. <laughs> it's kind of funny. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the hardest truth about Star Wars is that everyone's going to come at it with their own perspective. You know. That's it. And, and I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing for me. I have no particular. I when it comes down to me and Matt, Matt's more of like a Raylo than I am. I I can take it or leave it. But I do. Um, but I like it, you know, when it, when it was, when it's a prospect, I like it, but sometimes it's one of those things that over, like for some people it overtakes the narrative and the show, the, the movies become the Ben Solo show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's, that's not my well, old maybe for the, if it, so, but people can read whatever they want in any way they want, but yeah, it's not for me, but yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think more people genuine doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think more people need to start taking the David Lynch approach to their stuff or now it's like, Oh, I had to sign on to this project because the script was so great. 
and it was telling this brilliant story about a b c d e whatever and then you know they you listen to david lynch interview and he's like you know believe it or not that's my most spiritual film and the interviewer will be like oh can you elaborate on that no i just <laughs> i just feel that way <laughs> it's up for you to decide what you get out of something and even exactly. if like a film like at a certain point you know ryan johnson said it so beautifully in one of like the many interviews he gave leading up to last jedi where at a certain point the movie he and his crew made it belongs to everyone not just them anymore <laughs> they can have a feeling about it we're all allowed to have feelings about it just don't be an asshole. That's literally what it comes down to. Just, just be don't an be an asshole. I feel like I was just an asshole about, like, about my my YouTube fans' comments, and I would apologize for that, because that's not... I actually do appreciate them. I do read every comment. Yeah. Uh, for better or worse, in some cases. But, yeah. No. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Man- Mandalorian. We talked about it for about half this episode, but yeah. that's what happens with Star Wars. And you know what? It's not our fault that it gets super interesting sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, any any <laughs> final plugs? I thought I thought we were gonna go somewhere else, but oh no, plugs. No, yeah, no, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say uh, just before the plugs. Uh, R.I.P. David Prowse passed away. Oh yeah, oh, R.I.P. David Prowse. Yeah, we lost Vader this last week. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which um. Oh god, it sucks. Isn't it? They, the yeah. the original cast is uh, is diminishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passage of time comes for us all. That's yeah, it. Cool Anthony bitch. Daniels will bury everyone, like <laughs> it feels Ringo. like that. <laughs> the Ringo of their Beatles. He's just getting younger. Yeah, yeah. he's just getting started. That guy's insane. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, he was dancing on the uh, yeah. He's still dancing on their graves. I don't know. You sound like a psychopath. Good lord. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> No, that was uh, uh, <laughs> that's the name of his uh, uh, his autobiography. I will dance on your graves <laughs> by Anthony Daniels. <laughs> People underestimate him, but yeah, uh, plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene nine eight nine two. And Sean plugs. Uh, Blue Band for Milk Co. on uh, on YouTube. Blue Band for Milk uh, Twitter. Um, Blue Band for Milk Co. on Facebook. Uh, I have. Nothing. I don't do Twitter anymore, and uh, it has improved the quality of my skin, uh, <laughs> the size of my hair. Um, it uh, is it is much better for my mental health. And get off it. That place is poison. Uh, but come find me on uh, Instagram, Sean Fallon writes. That's something I've just started recently. It's mostly about writing, a bit about Star Wars, and my giant hair. You have some good hair. I'm not cutting my I'm not cutting my hair until my baby's born, which is Yay! Uh, March nineteenth. Yeah. So, we shall see. We'll throw a we'll throw a party from a distance. And just three thousand miles or whatever the distance is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but on on that note, you can find me at the Diego Crespo on Twitter and Instagram and check out the Waffle Press on also Twitter and YouTube and SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. Uh, but I, I do basically agree with Sean about Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you, you will. Look at how look at how healthier you healthier you look. You know, you should all oh, look great. That's fresh face. I'm 36. You'd think I was at least 35. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. If you didn't like this episode, like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Bye-bye.